so done on real quick before we get into the wrestling stuff um yeah. i went into my closet i went back in the closet today uh and i um did you come out well i did come back out and when i came back out i forgot that i was once regarded as a hero of the guitar so for our new opening intro i'm going to be playing uh through the fire and the flames by dragon force oh do it <laughs> i'm sorry it's acoustic <laughs> Is that for PlayStation Four? Yeah. <laughs> okay. PlayStation Five, actually. I got the I got the leak. <laughs> okay. Okay. You got the the, the uh, leaked concept mm-hmm. system. Because they're they're bringing back uh, wired controllers. Because you know that's that's the new thing now. Speaking of leaks, um, <laughs> wow. nice segue. Nice segue. Uh, I don't. Did you, we didn't get a chance to talk about this on yesterday's show, but uh. There was a complaint made to the Orange County, Florida board by an anonymous person named John. I'm sorry, what? There was a... Um, 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 anonymous? Anonymous. 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 Oh, my God. Okay. Made to the Orange County Board of Florida. So, Orange County, Florida. Um, stating... My employer, my employer, World Wrestling Entertainment, also known as WWE, is forcing me to work the TV tapings for its weekly shows despite the stay-at-home order for coronavirus. I'm unable to speak out as I need this job and I know I will be fired if I approach higher-ups. Despite my, despite my territory, or sorry, bleh, my territory precautions, we, we cannot maintain social distancing and have to touch other people. I request the government shut down these tapings and enforce a stay-at-home order so my colleagues and I may follow social distancing rules without fear or repercussions of losing our jobs. So, um, WWE reached out to PW Insider, who broke the story yesterday, saying these allegations, these accusations are not true. Employees can confidentially go to human resources, not not the public, notwithstanding the appropriate, notwithstanding the appropriate protocol, no one would be fired if they were uncomfortable with their surroundings. We've made accommodations for individuals upon request. Um, What's What's your take on that? I don't know if it would be, I don't think it would be honestly one of any of the talent. I feel like it would be somebody that works behind like backstage. If these, if the, if somebody like honestly did uh, make a complaint, mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like it'd be with somebody like that, and not talent, because I think talent um, would be more secure in feeling like they would still have a job or they wouldn't be reprimanded. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. I mean, legally, probably WWE wouldn't. I mean, can't reprimand anybody, um, but I feel like these people feel like they'd be more secure if they did this or not honestly which obviously they probably did or they didn't who knows maybe somebody is fucking with them fucking with the WWE for whatever reason and you know complained because like you know everybody can make anybody can make complaints especially like that yeah um so who knows i don't know it could be somebody it could just be some random yo-yo yeah could be just literally anybody in the state of florida or they don't even have to be in florida if somebody doesn't like wwe and wants to get them shut down for whatever reason it's AEW. I know it. 
No, that's not AEW's MO. That's more of an impact thing. Oh, yeah, that's definitely an impact thing. It's a Don Callis thing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don Callis would do some shit. And your name, like sir? That. Jackal. I mean, John. <laughs> um, that being said, I mean, so given how uh, vocal Roman Reigns was about not participating in his match due to you know, his concerns and fears about everything, mm-hmm. his name has not been mentioned at all since the Friday before WrestleMania. Yeah, because it, it would feel like a tease or something like that or something that they wouldn't be able to deliver on mm-hmm. um, until they know, until they have a timetable when he's going to come back. And that's the same thing even with um, Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong? No, um, sorry, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, they haven't really mentioned him too much on NXT because, again, he's another person that's uh, that'd be uh, more um, his immune system is too compromised because he's a diabetic. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why you haven't really heard or seen too much of the Undisputed Era except for Adam Cole. Well, we have three-fourths of them tonight. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think overall it's just interesting that someone would say that. Um, also, Russell Votes had uh, reported after this went public that, uh, you know, they've spoken to the sources and say no one's going to get fired for not wanting to be there. Yeah. So. Also, it could be a thing of like somebody is just like, okay, if we shut down, then they stop to pay us. And then they just want to be paid and just stay home. Yeah. Could be that too. Who knows? So that leads into uh, our next story. Money in the bank photos have been leaked already. And yeah, doing it on a freaking rooftop. Yeah. So for those, we didn't talk about this yesterday either, but over the weekend, over the weekend, they talked about money in the bank being taking place on top of a, essentially Titan Tower. Yeah, because they're not moving to their new place for another six months. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so the whole tagline is climb the corporate ladder, which we heard a billion and one times over Raw. I'm surprised they haven't put up brass rings. Yes, I'm fucking su- seriously surprised they have not. Climb the corporate ladder, grab those brass rings. We need to, uh, I, is there an invisible uh, ceiling there somewhere? Yeah, but I mean, it's unlocked if your name is Cena or Johnson or Helms or. Lesnar, or God forbid, you know, you came from WCW. <laughs> um, it looks interesting. So there's a couple. It of looks things. like it looks like they're doing it in like a like a Christmas tree lot. Yeah. So there is one thing that kind of caught my eye though, in uh, the second photo that they posted for this. So there's this thing that kind of looks like a beam of some sort. Someone's definitely jumping on top off of that. I can't really see it that long. It's on the uh, right-hand side of it. No, I see, but I can't. Oh, hold on. Let me, uh, let me do the thing. Yeah, that makes it worse. Uh, oh, yeah, I can kind of see that. I don't know. Maybe it's a support thing. Maybe. Someone's definitely jumping off of that thing, though. Someone's jumping off of something. And I'm guessing they're still doing two uh, money in the banks? Looks like it. I would assume so as well. Well, they're doing the men's and women's. Uh, I still think that they should have kept the money in the bank thing to a WrestleMania thing. So now here's the thing. From the leaked photos, we have both briefcases. Cases in the ring. Mm-hmm. 
and given the nature of how they described it this year, where you're going to have people basically fighting throughout all of uh, throughout Titan Tires, it sounds like a gauntlet match. Yeah, forget about gauntlet match. It sounds like Die Hard. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It sounds like Die Hard, except as a wrestling match. So I can actually see them doing both the men's and women's match at once. Yeah, and then they'd have to do like different two different finishes at different times. Yeah. But no, because that's too much of a movie. They yeah, think yeah. that if they if they think that like if they think that people have like low attention spans as it is, like it's gonna be super confusing doing two different money in the bank matches at the same time. True. True, true. It is takes place May or sorry, it shut airs May tenth because I'm pretty sure they filmed it by now. Yeah, they. I think they. I heard they filmed some of it last week already. From I think like the torch or something. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we'll do. We'll do the reviews after our SummerSlam update because. Uh, so someone talked to, to TD Garden, uh, Bullet Club guy Balor on Twitter, and said, "As of today, okay, Balor Club guy. Yep. As of today, we haven't." not received any updates from WWE regarding changes to SummerSlam, so it is still scheduled as planned. Any updates regarding the event will be posted on our website, TD Garden, blah, 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 blah. We suggest checking WWE's website and social channels for the most up-to-date information. Well, I mean, there's a lot of projections saying that this whole coronavirus thing should be end, should end in August. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, that's towards the end of the month, but I think, like, obviously, I think everything that's plan for the end of the summer into the fall is going to probably go on as planned but then it's just up to like consumer uh, discretion if they want to go and do it still I don't hope that nobody will still show up to any Cleveland Brown games <laughs> virus or not they weren't showing up either Yeah, that's not, not anything they have to worry about I don't know I think you're going to see either you're either going to see like half empty arenas for a while or you're going to see full arenas by people who are using this to their advantage to get cheap tickets. Oh my god, I didn't think about that. How did you not think about that? That was my first thought. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Because those are a lot of, there's a lot of people that are going to be risking it. And the people that are still going to be wearing masks and shit like that. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's on them. So. Luckily, my girlfriend can still get my tic- her money for her ticket back. So That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So, you got a chance to watch AEW. Yeah, I did. I, I unfortunately, uh, well, I'm going to say unfortunately, it was a pretty decent episode of NXT. No, it's still unfortunate. <laughs> so, speaking of, speaking of NXT, real quick, can we wish a happy uh, 25th anniversary to uh, 25th anniversary to uh, Triple H, daddy, the, the daddy of NXT? Yeah, Big big Daddy uh, H. Yeah. Hunter I like it when you call me Hunter. Um, yeah, 25 years in WWE. And uh, what's your favorite moment, real quick, for uh, Hunter Hersomsley? Um, the fact that he uh, he uh, he knocked out the boss's daughter and married her in Vegas without her knowing. That's a good one. That's a good one. But so more seriously, um, him and Cactus Jack at the Royal Rumble. That uh, that I think that literally put like Hunter on the map. 
I think my favorite is when he cosplayed as Kane and went to a funeral home to uh, sleep with a mannequin. And what was her name? Katie Vick. Oh yeah. Isn't that like? Isn't that the actual name of actual of like somebody that's actually a person? I think so. Because I, I like I hear that like or maybe I don't know maybe it's just burned into my memory because that was a really horrific event. Horrible, so horrible. But no, uh, I, I would say on my probably my favorite, my favorite memory of Triple H is probably going to be uh, when he came back when he tore after he tore his quad. Oh, that fucking pop! Yeah, yeah, that pop was huge. Even as a heel, everybody still loved him. Yeah, like he's he done a got, lot. He's done a lot of good, and obviously in his career, he's uh, you know he was part of DX. He's uh, obviously been part of you know in charge of NXT now and then Evolution. Evolution. Uh, my only gripe with him within the last ten years is uh, a fucking twenty-minute promos on Raw. Yeah, that's like way too much time. Like that's the, one of the reasons why I stopped watching Raw is because it was always like a twenty-minute promo from either Hunter. Stephanie, or like you know, somebody that's supposed to be like an authority figure. Like I hate, like I, I, they need to break out of that habit of starting everything with just talking. Never forget, he was also he was also named Terra once. Terrorizing, but that was in WCW. Yeah, still counts. Not really. Does who does WWE own? Okay, yeah. But that's still WCW. That's still a different promotion. Fair, 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 fair. It's like saying, oh, yeah, well, uh, T- TNT wants to congratulate fucking Family Guy for being on syndicated TBS for fucking, you know, 15 years. <laughs> you can go watch Family Guy on TBS, but not here because we don't have Family Guy. Fine, fine, fine. Anyways, yes, please review NXT for us. Uh, why don't you start with AEW? And we'll no, be- we start with the last better. We... we no, we'll start with AEW because we're going to move in. I think NXT will move us into our main topic. Okay, I guess. Uh, okay, so we had uh, another, I think, it, I think it was taped from... Uh, from yes, it was Cody definitely Cole. taped. Um, yeah, from Dynamite. So we had Tony Schiavone and uh, Le Champion, Chris Jericho, still on uh, commentary. Mm-hmm. So we had our first, ma- or we had the rest of the quarterfinals for the TNT Championship. It was Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allin. And uh, this is obviously a really good match. Uh, Darby Allen himself is fucking fantastic. Of course, you're gonna go take a piss, you fucking. Um, it, it actually started off really, really interestingly because uh, before Darby could even get in the ring, Sammy went and did this like corkscrew plancha from the ring onto Sammy Guevara onto uh, Darby Allen and beat the shit out of him outside for a bit until he got until Sammy got a ladder. Uh, wedged it between uh, the ring and the guardrail, put Darby on that ladder, and then splashed, gave a splash from the top rope to Darby Allen, who was sandwiched on that ladder. And it was funny because Jericho even uh, made a comment about like, "Oh, why do why do we have guardrails for a sh- for a freaking uh, for a show that has no fans?" And it's just like, so he can do that, so people can do that, so that way he can use the guardrail in the ring to put a ladder right there. Uh, it was a good match. I think you know, it went like two segments. Uh, but Darby Allen ended up uh, beating Sammy Guevara with the Last Supper, so he gets to move on. Very nice. Uh, we had a video from Broken Matt talking about 
the deletion. Uh, and then he did an interesting thing where he pulled up, uh, he pulled out old, like the actual Matt Hardy. And Matt Hardy came and bowed, said that he's going to kick Jericho's ass. Ooh. Uh, we had, uh, you know what I've been really been liking from these AEW shows is uh, Taz breaking down people's moves. Really? And, and like how the effective they are. So like Taz, like they'll pick a wrestler and Taz will yeah. be like, oh, this is how this move, like this is how this person, this is how this move works. And this is how this person does it to make it most effective. He did that last week with uh, Jake Hager. And I was like, all right. And then he did it this week with Omega's V trigger and the dragon Snapdragon suplex. So mm-hmm. I love that about this. I love that about Taz. I don't know if they do this like even without the pandemic, but this is brilliant. Uh, so then we have a squash match with Alan Angels versus Kenny Omega. Uh, Kenny Omega ends up uh, beating him with the V trigger. Yeah. And then we get a video package about uh, Scorpio Sky and about how he got into wrestling. And I guess he had a back injury. Back in like mm-hmm. 2009, and apparently he was—he thought he—he he was gonna have to quit wrestling, um, and it wasn't until I think like a year, like a few months or a year later that it started to get better, and he was able to get back in the ring. And then he talks about how in December of 2017 they uh, formed SCU, and that's just that's where his career really took off. Never forget that. I'll never forget that he was a part of uh, Team Hell Now's anger management class. Was he really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, uh, who is it? Hey, uh, one of the Being Elite episodes when uh, Cody was possessed by the ghost of WWE. Huh. Um, you know, he walked past Scopius Garden. He said, "He just was like, hey, Harold." I I don't forget that. So I don't remember that. So that probably means like that joke went over my head. Let you get the reference. <laughs> I got it. I got the reference. I was just like, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, oh, so real quick, I forgot to mention this when I started doing the review. So they, the way they open um, AEW is that they've been opening with video packages, obviously. I think it was last week or the week before. It was um, it was Jake the Snake talking mm-hmm. about Lance Archer. This week, they did um, Cody Rhodes in like a control room talking mm-hmm. about the AEW, the TNT Championship Tournament. Mm-hmm. He was talking about all the competitors that are going to be in it or that, or that are in it right now. And they went one by one, like, you know, Darby Allen is like an enigma. Sammy Guevara is like a, somebody that has a shit lot to prove. Uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Kip Sabian is somebody who's like, you know, same young and needs something to prove, but he has eyes behind his back, which has been out before. So essentially mm-hmm. they're going through all these people and listing all their strengths mm-hmm. and like kind of just making them feel like any of these guys have a chance to win yeah because like if you go through when you watch tournaments like you don't obviously point out like okay this person's gonna eliminate this person gonna eliminate but all these guys you can like you can see all of them winning the championship at this point um and like i just like the i like that that they built everybody up so that way they feel like actual competitors um then we had jimmy havoc versus versus orange cassidy i'm sorry yeah orange cassidy um when did Jimmy Havoc turn heel? He's he's always kind of been heel. He's never necessarily been a face. I guess. But I guess um oh so uh Havoc and Kip Sabian were in a tag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess and uh I guess they're kind of partners because during at the end of this match um Penelope Ford got in the ring and tried to distract Orange Cassidy mm-hmm. uh and Trent and Chucky uh, basically pulled almost pulled her off the apron until Sabian came and tried to save her from Trent and Chucky and then 
that was enough of a distraction uh, for Orange Cassidy to roll up uh, Jimmy Havoc. Nice. So now they're so now all five of them, six of them are in a feud. That was funny because they cut to a, they got to a, an interview where uh, Trent's just like, well, you know, kind of looks like it was just like, what I, do I want to fight Penelope? Yes. Can I legally fight Penelope? No. But I will fight her <laughs> boyfriend and Jimmy Havoc for some reason. So. <laughs> And right. at the end of this match, it was announced that it's going to be Havoc and uh, Havoc and Sabian versus the best friends. All right, I'm down with that. Uh, we had Maxwell Jacob Freeman talking about his uh, uh, his injury because you know he hasn't been wrestling on Dynamite. He hasn't been seen on Dynamite since he was gambling with fucking uh, uh, Sean Spears. Yeah. Um. And so he was talking about like this this career-threatening injury, and he finally realized what it was, um, that when he was gambling, he ended up getting a hangnail. But he kept, throughout the night, because he's a professional, just kept getting, you know, gambling throughout the show. Uh, but he says he's going to be back, and he'll rise like a phoenix when he does. But it looks like he has an elbow injury. I'm assuming it's some sort of elbow injury. Okay. Uh, so then after that, we had Lee Johnson versus Wardlow. Again, another squash match. Uh, to make Wardle look like a fucking animal. Apparently, so his move, it literally looks like an F5, but instead of like, you know how fucking when Lazar does it, he like turns him to the side and then plants him down still? Yeah. This dude literally just like launches him like a freaking tornado. <laughs> so it looks like a legitimately F5. Yes, it does. But apparently they call it the F10. Okay. So Wardle beats that guy up. Um, we see uh, a commercial... With it looks like somebody joining the Dark Order. Ooh. Uh, apparently, they uh, from what like the the vignette showed. This is a person that was supposed to be like drafted after high school or after college or whatever, and I guess got injured. And so he, you see him joining the Dark Order, and you see Brody Lee talking to this person and being like, "Oh yeah, like you know, he passes him a mask and be like, okay, you're one of us now.' And it's like they don't show who signed up or who's joining the Dark Order, so that'll be interesting." Nice little uh, but we see Brody, uh, another squash match, Brody Lee versus Justin Law. Uh, Brody Lee obviously wins with the, his discus lariat. Uh, and then Brody stares down Marco Stunt for whatever reason. I really, really love his discus lariat um, just because it's it's like part tribute to uh, Sister Abigail. Yeah, the way he does it. I think he, has, he used to do it like that in WWE still though, right? No. No, I thought he did. No. I know yeah. he did the discus lariat, but yeah, I guess he changed it up. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny is I was listening to the podcast that he did with uh, Jericho, and like, yeah, like I don't, I, I never imagine. I don't think I ever heard him talking WWE. So like, just the way he speaks throws me off sometimes. Because I don't see him. I don't see him having like a southern accent. I just don't see him. I just like would see him with like a deeper voice. So WWE did have a twenty four series with uh, him. Mm-hmm. That they did, a, I want to say it was like a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really, really good. And now it's not no longer on WWE, I wonder why. Oh, yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> um, and then we get our final match, the main event. Dustin Rhodes versus Kip Sabian in the last quarterfinal match. Uh, so this was for Kip Sabian to advance into the quarterfinal match. And if Dustin Rhodes didn't win, he was going to retire from wrestling altogether. Oof. Uh, this was actually a pretty good match too. Obviously, uh, I still, uh, I'm still not used to Kip Sabian as a performer. Um, like I've kind of liked what he's been doing with Penelope Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like he's, you know, he feels like a douchebag, but he also kind of feels like a, 
I don't know, like a prettier Joey Janela too. If that like makes sense, I don't want to like, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I mean that's what it kind of feels like. So um, Joey Janela has that Jersey Shore douchebag scumbag kind of look, kind of like Jane from Jane Silent Bob. Kind of. Where, as Kip Sabian, he looks like that frat boy that will probably uh, slip you on Molly in your in your soda. He's European, right? Yeah. So he's a European joint Janelle. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Dustin Rhodes ends up beating Kip Sabian uh, with the help of Brandy Rhodes because Brandy was there to be the equalizer okay. uh, for Penelope Ford. So Brand- uh, so Dustin Rhodes wins with the, his uh, flip pile driver, which is essentially a Canadian destroyer. Uh, so we have next week or the next time they do this, it's going to be Cody versus Darby Allen in the semifinals. Then Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes. Ooh. So it's either going to be Darby versus Lance or it's going to be Cody versus Lance. It's def- I definitely think they're going for Cody versus Lance. So I really would have liked if they had done this. I was going to say the opposite. What you... Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how they could do that because I really would have liked to have seen Cody and Darby in the finals rather than Cody and Archer. The way they've been building up Archer, though, yeah, like I think it's going to be Archer versus Cody, uh, and Archer's going to win. Because you could have had Archer and Cody versus Darby and Dustin. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I still have a feeling Cody's going to win. I want Cody to win. I think that they really want to build Lance Archer up, though. Yeah, they need a big monster like that. And. I don't think Cody necessarily needs the push. I wanted Darby to win. I want Darby. I want Darby to win. Like so we need, bad. we need a face to win a championship for the first time because we had Jericho win the AEW World Championship. It was yeah. months until somebody else won it, until uh, Moxley won it. But I really want, I wanted Darby to get this, but it's not gonna happen. I also want to see uh, Dustin with the championship at some point. Yeah. I really would have liked his team with Sunny Kiss. That's, that's that's such a great team. They have a, a great dynamic. Yeah. All right, but enough about this t-shirt company. Let's talk about NXT. Uh, <laughs> no, go on. So, NXT was... So, NXT came from the Performance Center again today. Uh-huh. One thing I, I never really noticed until today. So, they have three different sets that they use at the Performance Center for both for all three shows. So, yeah. So NXT definitely feels different from like Raw or SmackDown, even though they're in the same building. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the prior to the show kicking off, uh, you know their email notifications were were boasting a Velveteen Dream versus Finn Balor for a number one contender spot. Mm-hmm. But as the show opened. As the show opened, uh, you learned that you learned that something happened to Finn Balor, and nobody knows what what happened. So they uh, opened up to the ring with Velveteen Dream in the ring, kind of like mocking Finn Balor, doing his uh, you know his coup de grace kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, you know he, he went on the mic, started talking about Finn Balor, which brought out you know Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm who kind of just did a beat down and then he got the save from Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. So that set up the, that set up the main event, which was going to be a tag match between 
Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee versus uh, Bobby Fish as well. Bobby Fish and uh, or sorry, not Bobby Fish. Roderick Strong and Adam Cole. Okay. So match number one though was Tegan Knox and Shorty's Blackheart versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gomez. I, I gotta say I love uh, Shorty's Blackheart's entrance. She comes up. Yeah. You been calling her Shorty? Shazi. Oh, I thought it was Shotzi. Shazi, Shazi. Shotzi. Okay. Um, she's been coming out in a little tank. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's it's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. She's very much punk rock, punk rock metal, like thrash metal all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really great match between all four women. Uh, unfortunately, though, you know, Blackheart, Blackheart got, you know, took the pin from Gomez or Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm horrible at Hispanic last names, even though I'm Mexican. Yeah, you are. Uh, but all all around, just all four women put in a fucking fantastic match. Yeah, I really, 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 really want to see Shotzi pushed to like the fucking moon because she's she's so awesome. She reminds me of Tank Girl. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Like just that whole vibe. Um, after that, we got a video package hyping up Jake Atlas versus Drake Maverick. Uh, so we got like it, they kind of did what you know you said like how Cody hyped up you know the TNT tournament title yeah before each match for the cruiserweight championship title run or tournament mm-hmm. each athlete kind of had their own uh, like video package mm-hmm. and Drake Mavericks obviously you know you you felt like you feel for him you want him to win because you want him to win because it's 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 just like that much more important to him yeah. And uh, great match all around. Like, fantastic match. Fan-fucking-tastic match between the two of them. Uh, Maverick Maverick took the loss after getting hit with a beautiful DDT from the top turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. But just overall, fucking fantastic match between, between them. Yeah. Uh, that led into our next cruiserweight Cruiserweight uh, championship match, which was uh, Kashida versus Tony Nese. And, you know, they did the typical packages, and Tony Nese's was a little more, uh, more, a little more heelish in terms of a video package. Yeah. Uh, great match between the two of them. Kashida got the pin on Tony Nese with a submission. Okay, nice. So, fan fucking tastic. Yeah. And then uh, after that, Got a, we got a, we got Mia Yim versus Jesse Camera. Uh huh. So just after the match, like Mia won obviously won, but after the match, it was kind of a squash match. But after the match, Charlotte Flair came out, just basically saying she wants a match with uh with Mia Yim. Mm-hmm. And so it was basically, uh, she said, I forgot the exact word she said, but she said, you know, you're a great worker. And so it kind of like gave me that, that uh, whole Sean Spears, Cody Rhodes thing where 
you know, it was kind of insulting. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how Charlotte Flair is uh, considered a f- face currently. That's it? I don't know how Charlotte Flair is considered a face. Because WWE wants you wants her to be a face. Mm. Because she's, her last name's Flair. Okay, that's why. I think even when she's supposed to be a heel, I think people want her to, like, they still think of her as a face. Fair enough. So we had our last Cruiserweight tournament match of the night, which was Jack Gallagher versus El Hijo de Fantasma. Mm. Oh, and, yeah. That's right. He finally started in NXT like a couple weeks ago, yeah? Yeah. Well, no, this was his first match. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And uh, Jack Gallagher actually, uh, so he went undergo went a transformation himself. Like he got, he has like a nice chest piece tattoo now. Mm. He got some tattoos all over the place. He cut his hair. So he has like a completely different look now too. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a great match between the two of them. Gallagher was definitely very mu- much the heel in this match. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's I, I don't think he's the gentleman anymore. I think he's the villain Jack Gallahan. Gallagher. Gallahan or Gallagher? Gallahan. Okay. Or Gallagher. Whatever. Yeah. Gallagher. I know they 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 really made the distinction of not calling it Gallagher. It's Gallagher. Gallagher. Um, oh, well, that's fantastic. right. You're, you're in fucking you're in fucking uh, Chicago, so of course it's Gallagher to you. Yeah. Yeah. Shameless. Um. So yeah, Gallagher got pinned with a Simone Driver. It was a good match between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And that led us into our main event, which was. Keith Lee, Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong and Adam Cole. But mm. just before the match started, um, you know, Undisputed Era it started, all three of them started attacking, attacking them. And as, you know, the rougher was trying to get order, uh, Damian Priest came out and hit, and hit uh, Keith Lee in the head with a pipe twice. Yeah. So looked kind of stiff too. Um, looked kind, look kind of stiff too, but in the end, uh, we actually had someone approach, you know, to help help Velveteen Dream, which was none other than Dexter Loomis. So if you're not familiar with that name, that is the former Samuel Shaw. Yes. He, um, I would totally have a crush on him if it weren't for the mustache. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I can't do mustaches. That's the best part. Like you know, it's called a mustache ride. I mean, dude, I don't even have one. Fuck. You should grow one out. I, you know, I've tried, but I have like really one of those like, those like teenage Hispanic like flimsy ass mustaches that doesn't really grow. Like mm-hmm. I recently started shaving again because like I started looking like I started looking like you, so I needed a shave, and like I just I can't I can't grow facial hair. I don't know what I don't know. Maybe it's like the lack of testosterone. I don't know. It's because just like my genetics. I think it's our genetics because I can't grow a beard for, to save my. Like I started to look beard. Amish. Like I seriously started to look like you. I started to look Amish when I started trying to let it grow, and I just can't do it. It it grows like almost in patches. Well, see the thing is, you have to go to a barber to get it like maintained. I guess, but at the same time, like one, there's no barbers right now, and yeah. two, like. I like I I didn't shave it for like three weeks and like it's still like it felt like it didn't even grow as much as it probably should have. Well, like you see, this is just one week of not shaving. Yeah. 
but it was like it just like oh so i did the stupidest thing um like when this all started like that's when i started not shaving mm-hmm. and so like one night i was just like playing video games and my hands started to get itchy mm-hmm. so like i was lazy and i started like you know <laughs> scratching up my, my, my beard <laughs> but then i ended up irritating my hand it irritated the skin so like it started burning for like a week yeah that, that, that happens so I was just like, all right, cool. So I'm just going to shave from now on. <laughs> it's called the friction. Uh, anyways. So anyways, uh, Velveteen Dream got the pin on Adam Cole with the Purple Rainmaker. Fan-fucking-tastic match. And that was funny. At the end of the whole thing, uh, why am I spazzing on his name? Why am I spazzing on his name right now? On whose name? On, not the announcer, a commentator. Not Ronello, McGinnis, Tom no. Phillips. Tom Phillips. Okay. So Tom Phillips said, Tom Phillips said, Adam Cole pinned Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting there fucking laughing my ass off. <laughs> like, Adam Cole pinned Adam Cole. For like two minutes. I was just like, because they're going off, they're going off air, so he can't course correct. Yeah. So. I thought that was hilarious. But anyways, so NXT's pretty cold now. At uh, one point they weren't. <laughs> oh my goodness. So at one point they used to be uh NXT was completely different kind of thing in general. Yeah. yeah. So for the first five seasons and uh, for the first five scenes of NXT, it was more or less like a reality show where we talked about this briefly last week, mm-hmm. or not even last week, yesterday, where they used to be just, you know, this whole pro rookie kind of thing. And uh, we talked a little bit firsthand about season one and, you know, where they're kind of at now. Let's look at kind of the whole group as as a whole, mm-hmm. as, as a whole for all the seasons and there's a hole for a hole which hole is it (laughs) so hole of glory let's start from uh bottoms to top so your pro carlito with michael tarver so michael tarver went to nexus and then kind of got injured and we never saw him since yeah uh carlito he still wrestles for his dad's wrestling promotion out in puerto rico uh, then we had Miz and Daniel Bryan. They're both still with WWE. Oh, that's right. William Regal was with fucking Sheffield. Yeah. So William Regal was paired with Skip Sheffield, a.k.a. Ryback. Ryback is kind of in his own world now, doing He's podcasts. Doing CBD, and... yeah. Huh? He's doing a podcast in CBD, yeah? Yeah. And he legally changed his name to Ryback. All right, Warrior. Uh, so, yeah. William Regal is general manager of the current version of NXT. And he's the best general manager I think they've ever had. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about the whole company. Yeah, I agree. 100% agree. Like, with all regards to, like, President Jack Tunney and Commissioner Foley and everything like that, like... Even, uh... Even Teddy Long. I was gonna say Teddy Long. Even Teddy Long? Yeah. William Regal's the best, um... He's been the best authority figure on WWE programming in its entirety. Like he's, I mean, look, he's the one that brought in uh, Jushin Liger to face uh, Tyler Breeze. Fair. I mean, how can you get any better than that? Fair. 
So then we also had uh, Darren Young teamed with CM Punk. <laughs> Neither are with WWE anymore, Darren Young. I actually ran into Darren Young um, back in August. Really? Yeah. When? Why the fuck didn't you tell me? I did tell you. You did? Oh, yeah, you did. I did tell you. When was this? Explain. So this was at... Uh, so there was a Mega Ranch show mm. here in Chicago that was running in conjunction with uh, All Out. And oh, uh, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Darren Young just so happened to be in, okay. in attendance that night. Yeah. And then CM Punk obviously is uh, doing WWE backstage and losing MMA fights. Yep, he is. Uh, he is not working for WWE. He's working for Fox. Yep. Uh, Heath Slater was paired with Christian. Christian is retired. Heath Slater got well, fired. Wait, no, wait. I thought Christian wasn't technically retired because everybody thinks he's retired. Okay. Okay. He's not clear for competition. I thought he was. No. Oh. He's not clear to take bumps. Uh, Justin Gabriel was teamed with Matt Hardy. So Justin Gabriel did spend some time on the main roster, and then he's kind of been all over the place. Currently, he's in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, I fuck, I forgot his his uh, Ring of Honor name. Who? Who's his name? Justin Gabriel. Uh, yeah, I never cared about him, so I don't care. He has he has one hell of a mustache. I just never found any interest in him whatsoever. He never seemed like somebody that I cared about. Uh, then we had David Otunga and R-Truth. David Otunga somehow is still employed with WWE. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Well, he's technically uh, PJ Black. He's a... Um... Yeah, PJ Black. There he oh, is. he's PJ Black? Really? Yeah. Maybe I do care about him. Yeah, Otunga's a commentator. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately for all of us. And our truth is the greatest WWE 24 7, 365, 460 champion. European 7 Eleven champion ever. Yep. Uh, I think that's another one I couldn't get into. Then Wade Barrett and Chris Jericho. Uh, Wade Barrett had kind of a good, pretty long run with WWE. And then. He could have had a better one if they had let him just keep on with the whole Bad News Barrett thing. That was the best thing ever. They wanted characters, they wanted stupid ass characters that they created and he was getting over like a motherfucker and then yeah. they just stopped they yeah. stopped he had a rising like fucking podium i'm like, afraid i got fun. some How could bad be a toy? yeah i'm afraid i got some bad news god and then chris jericho is the current uh aew or sorry no not the current i was about one. to say jesus christ <laughs> and apparently we're back in you know november of 2019 i missed the revolution. I missed the revolution pay-per-view. Uh, but no, Chris Jericho is the first AEW World Heavyweight Champion, and he is currently the leader of the Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. And then Wade Barrett is Stu Bennett, and he is an NWA. He is an NWA. I, I thought he's also with uh, whatever what culture of pro wrestling is. Um, Defiant? Defiant Wrestling, yes. Is he still doing Defiant? I think he's still doing Defiant as the general manager. I know he was the general manager for the longest time when it was just uh, WCPW, but I don't know if he was still doing Defiant. I think he is. I, I think that makes sense. I'm going to pause for a quick second. Okay. 
I know we, we miss all the good stuff when we're not recording. We do miss all the good stuff when we're not recording. God damn it. Um anyways, season two. So season two man. Oh, first okay. of all, Wade Barrett was I'm gonna start this off real quick by saying that I don't recognize almost all a lot of these names. And all these people I kinda hated with the exception of like one, two, two. Two? Yeah. And that was just on the pro side. No, three. <laughs> uh let's go through these from bottom to to top. Also, um Wade Barrett won the first season of NXT. So. Yeah, he did. Uh so we had Titus O'Neil paired with Zack Ryder. Mm-hmm. Titus O'Neil somehow still employed with WWE, and Zack Ryder was just released. Uh, then we had Eli Cottonwood. I forgot about him, and now he was with yeah, he was. Uh, he was paired with um, John Morrison. Well, yeah, but he was also with um, Bray Wyatt when Bray Wyatt was in FCW doing the Bray Wyatt thing. Really? Yeah, he was like his muscle. Okay. If you look, if you literally, if you look on, um, if you look up, uh, fucking Bray Wyatt FCW, like he he's right there next to him, and he, that's when he was doing the best Bray Wyatt stuff. When it was like, uh, fucking, what was it? What did they call it? They called it, um, Kate Fear Bray Wyatt. Like he was, he was more like Jack. Uh, he was more like that character from uh, Kate Fear. Huh. I gotta go back and watch that. Like I had to go back. That, and that's a that's a perfect name for it too. Yeah. Yeah, he retired in 2014. He did. So I yeah, know, he retired on my birthday. That's crazy. And then he broke that retirement on February 2016. <laughs> and then we had Lucky Cannon paired with Mark Henry. What the fuck is that? Let me look that one up too. Lucky Cannon. Yeah. So, oh, that's... Lucky Johnny, Can Johnny Prime. I have no idea who the fuck Johnny Prime is. He either. is an American professional, and the better known his ring names Johnny Prime and Lucky Cannon. He appeared for WWE, where he was on the second and fifth season of NXT, while also working for FCW, where he held the FCW uh, Florida Heavyweight Championship. Wow. So then, in 2011, he joined the independent circuit. Uh, he is not Russell Sims. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Uh, then we had Percy Watson with MVP. Uh, he looks like fucking Shelton Benjamin. Percy Watson? Yeah, he looks a little like Shelton Benjamin. He did commentary for uh, NXT for quite a while. Yeah, he did. He was on like the early NXT. I remember him. And then when did he get released? I don't remember him getting released. Um, just I wouldn't say fairly. Oh, recently. he did for two hundred five live. That's why I remember him most because he was on two hundred five live. Yeah. So he retired from wrestling in two thousand four after an injury. I remember that. He was or released May seventeenth, two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Oh, then he came back in two thousand sixteen, and he left on May eleventh, two thousand nineteen. Where Watson would be departing the company to pursue ventures outside of wrestling. Good on him. Good on him. He was great. Like he was, he's really, really good on commentary. Uh, uh, yeah, he was good. Yeah. Then we had Husky Harris paired with Cody Rhodes. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that either. 
like I said, like I said last time, I didn't know this show went on more than one season. <laughs> I thought it was just the one season, and it's just like, nope, we're changing this. Nope. It went for five whole fucking seasons. So, Husky Harris and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, obviously, is a huge part of AEW. Husky Harris uh, had a bit of a transformation into Bray Wyatt and then into The Fiend. Mm-hmm. Slash Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt. Uh, then we had Alex Riley paired with The Miz. I, I remember Alex Riley. I just remember, like, I remember obviously liking him when he turned on The Miz. Yeah. Uh, but after that, he just kind of, like, I just lost it with him. I liked his theme music. I remember that. I don't remember his theme music. Say it to my face. Uh, he was released from WWE along with several others on May 6, 2016. And then in May 2019, he announced that he'd be turning to wrestling through his Instagram. Yeah. He pissed, um, par- apparently he pissed John Cena off, from what I understand. Yes. Oh, holy shit. That's right. Holy crap. No, something else. We'll go, go on. We'll, we'll get to it. Okay. Um, then we had Michael McGillicuddy paired with Kofi Kingston. So Michael McGillicuddy, for those who are not familiar, um, for those who are not familiar, is Curtis Axel. So oh, he's is, uh, Kurt Henning Jr.? Kurt Henning's sons, yeah. No, 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 but what's his actual name? He's not a Kurt junior. Henning. Kurt Henning Jr. Oh, he is a junior. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. And yeah, he, he's not released, huh? Or did no, he? No, he's not released. He's still part of the B team on SmackDown. I, yeah, that's a, that's a confusing one. How's Dallas and and Axel not not the part of the release team? Uh, I think it's their lineage that kind of keeps them in, kind of keeps them. Lineage, but even they got rid of his dad, or they got rid of uh, Rotunda. They furloughed Rotunda. I guess. They furloughed Rotunda, so he's not technically gone. Per se, but do you think they would really piss, it would really piss Wyatt off if they got rid of Dallas? I'm pretty sure. I am 100 percent sure it'd piss him okay. off. Because I mean, it's his brother. Like, there's a reason why. I'm assuming there's a reason why they're on the same brand. That's true. What year did this take place? This took place in 2010. So, after. So it's funny how in 2010 Kofi Kingston is considered a pro to them. <laughs> Granted, he's been wrestling; he was wrestling for a while before this, but like just in WWE standards. And yeah, WWE standards. So this took place from June 8th to August 31st, 2010. This really only took like three months, two months. Yeah. Yep. Had a number of 13 episodes. So that leads us to number one, our number one person, which was Caval. This one is the one that, that I forgot about, or at least didn't really, really remember a lot, or obviously forgot, but just like didn't know. But also just the pairing is weird too. Yeah, because he was paired with Laycool. Layla and Michelle McCool and Caval, in case you didn't know, is Loki. Yeah. And Loki is, some, Loki is someone the- that I'm surprised. Like, it, like, obviously, it doesn't surprise me, but I'm... It sucks that he didn't get a better run in WWE. Yeah, he did not. He got he got the short end of the stick for WWE. Because he was really he was really pop. Well, I don't know if he was super popular in TNA, but I remember really liking him in TNA. He was really really popular in TNA, ROH, uh, New Japan, fucking every pretty much everything except WWE. What the hell is that name even? Caval. Caval. 
Yeah. I don't know. Remember him as Senshi? I remember that too. But yeah, that's so weird though. Being pairing him with Look Cool. Yeah. Because had, like, like I get it. Like they're they're pros technically, but like I would never like. And granted, Michelle McCool has, has said that she tried her best uh, being a wrestler, but like from all of them, like Loki is the one really with the most experience from those three. Yeah. I agree. Or I guess you can look at it on the side of like, oh, they're there to give them character. And okay. Which is so stupid because like if you listen to because I've been listening to um um to something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard mm-hmm. and like he talks about like, okay, well you can't just have a good match in order to be like a to get over. And it's just like, well, you kinda can. Like mm-hmm. I get it having a character and having a personality, like that's, that's you know, people do latch onto that, but like you can also get over on just your ring work as well. Like you can always have like a mouthpiece or just like, you don't even have to be like really like out there as a character. Like you can kind of keep it simple. Yeah, I agree. But he was with WWE for two years. Oh, that's right. Cause he was with FCW. And uh, he was the winner overall winner. Didn't do anything with him. And then, literally like clockwork, we got NXT Season 3 one week after that. Because there's no off-season. There's absolutely no such thing as an off-season. So, Season 3, which was basically kind of like the Diva Search kind of, kind of version of it. So, you had... A much much smaller roster of people. Um, so let's start out with again bottom to top. So Jamie, aka Jamie Keys. Uh, she basically eliminated first week. She was with the Bella Twins again, who I would not consider pros even now. <laughs> and apparently she was in TNA in 2009 yep managing Kevin Nash for a while mm-hmm. and then yeah that's uh, I think pretty much it can't really she, find anything on her yeah she's in the alumni section for WWE.com and that's really kind of it yeah, yeah like there's really no Wikipedia for her anyways except maybe the fandom Wikipedia but again yeah. it, stops at, it stops at NXT Yep. Well, apparently, so she is. She was a model, and there's not really much to go on besides that. Uh, then we had Maxine paired with Alicia Fox, or Alicia Fox if you're British. <laughs> Who was so, Maxine? Uh, Kaylee Perez is her. Oh, Karina. Yeah, Karina from Lucha Underground. Oh, okay. I think I remember this. So, she's, yeah. yeah, she's currently, I think, still with Lucha Underground. Well, I don't think Lucha Underground is even a thing anymore. They haven't officially uh, canceled them, so. Yeah, that's, but I mean, it's basically, like, they let almost everybody out, basically everybody out of their contract, so. Not yeah. everybody. Who haven't they let out? There's still people who are trying to get out of their contracts. Are they, but are they from AAA, or are they, because, like, I, because AAA basically doesn't have the money for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
I don't uh, know. She defeated Joey Ryan in 2015. Yeah. Providence, Rhode Island. She's pretty good. She's pretty good. She's also done some acting work. Okay, after that. So then after that, we have uh, As- Aksa. Aksa, yeah. Paired with Goldust. Now there is a pro. There's a pro right there. Yeah, that's another interesting one, too. So, Atka, um Oksana. Oksana. I remember she, her. Yeah, she did some bodybuilding stuff, and I think that's it. Yeah, she got released in 2014. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. She hasn't really done anything ever since. Yeah, she hasn't done anything since 2014. So then we had AJ paired with Primo. So, AJ Lee. Oh, this is not- I was about to say, this is AJ Lee, right? Yeah, this is AJ Lee. <sighs> that cute psychopath. She's so adorable. She does she look was... like an April. She does. I mean, not April near the porn star, but... Listen, I was just going to say she looks like an April in general. All right, you didn't take it. You're the one that lives in Chicago. If you want to deal with that fallout, you, you have fun with that. <laughs> and they live not too far from me, too. Exactly. <laughs> um... I yeah I I wasn't really watching WWE around this time so like I didn't really get in I didn't get on the quote unquote AJ train until she dropped the title to Paige. I wanted to get on the AJ train, but like even then I still didn't necessarily get it. She was great. She was fantastic. I loved her and everything she fucking did. I was there when she said that uh, talent wasn't sexually transmitted. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. Oh, right, but you know what? She was right. She's one hundred percent right. Uh I miss AJ. You don't know what you have until it's gone. Uh, she still does. So AJ Lee does a lot of stuff, charity work here in Chicago. She's a writer. Yeah, she's also a writer. Um, she does a lot of book signings at Challengers Comics here in Chicago. So just kind of, you know, well, after this whole thing blows over. What, the the main AJ thing. First off, I like that T-shirt of like her rib cage with the heart. Yeah. But my main thing I will never forget was when um, uh, fucking Biggie Langston almost caved her chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and nobody will let him live that down either. <laughs> the best part about that gif is Dolph Ziggler's reaction. <laughs> I know both of them look more scared than AJ did. They just just like. Hmm. <laughs> that was great. Like it wasn't even look like they were like wor- like they were partly truly worried, partially like oh shit, she's gonna be mad. <laughs> so from there we have Naomi paired with Kelly Kelly. I would not call Kelly Kelly a pro. Mm. She's a nice girl, and like yeah. she at least tried. Like she yeah. when you um, when she came back for the Royal Rumbles, yeah. she was really good. She got better. Yeah, not necessarily perfect, but she got better. Which is surprising because she she's a fitness trainer now. And she was definitely better than uh, Eva Mendes or Eva Mendes or Eve. Eve Mendes or yeah, yeah. Uh, Naomi, you know, she's still on SmackDown, still yeah. tearing things up. She was uh, she was a former WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. Yep. And then we have uh, Caitlyn paired with Vicky Guerrero. Um, who was our winner for season three? Yeah, I, I remember the name. Let me see. Oh, okay, I remember her. Yeah, again, another person I didn't really. Didn't really so she does a lot of bodybuilding now. I believe that. Yeah, she has kind of big arms. Yeah. 
Um, she's a good person. She was retired. She retired in 2014, and she came out of retirement and made her in-ring return on the independent circuit in February 2018. So, season three ended. Oh, that's right. She did compete in the May Young. Yeah, she did compete in May Young. That's right. She uh, was eliminated by my by Mia Yim. Yeah, that was a good match between them too. Yeah. So season three ended November thirtieth, twenty ten, and season four started December tenth or December seventh, twenty ten, and lasted all the way through to March first, twenty eleven. This is interesting because apparently they didn't stick with the same pros. No. So for season, but well, like, was that design by design or what? Yes. Okay. It's weird. So for season three, there's a lot of things that change it. It w- was no longer on sci-fi. It was now on uh, WWE.com. Season four. Yeah. So for the fourth season, you, it w- returned back to the male-oriented version of it. And uh, essentially what would happen is you would, they were playing hot potato with the pros. Yeah. So, let's try to get through this in the least concluded way possible. So, we'll start. We'll go with who they finished with with pros. Okay. That probably seems seems the easiest. So, you had Jacob Novak. Who, oh, they just switched everybody around. Oh, okay, that's stupid. Yeah. Who was paired, who was lastly paired with Dolph Ziggler and Vicky Guerrero. So Dolph Ziggler still with the WWE. Vicky Guerrero is doing. Her no, 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 no. He finished with Chris Masters. Did he finish with Chris Masters? Oh, yeah, okay, initial yeah, pro. Yeah. yeah, his first pros were Dolph Ziggler and Vicky Guerrero, and then he. Oh okay, yeah, okay, okay. All right. So Chris Masters, who I don't know what the fuck he's doing now. Who Chris? Yeah. Well, he lives in LA, and he saved his mom from a fire. <gasps> he did. Yeah, he was on the news. That's a sweetheart. I think he went back to wrestling. I'm not entirely sure. He's such a little sweetheart. Um, but Jacob Novak, I didn't, yeah, I, fucking, I didn't remember him. He retired at he retired after being eliminated from. Uh, yeah, May tenth, two thousand eleven. Yeah. So then after that we had Connor O'Brien, aka Connor of the Ascension, who was teamed up with. Mike. Oh, he was in TNA. That's right. Who Connor? No, I'm sorry, Chris Masters. Oh. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I'll never forget the Master Lock Challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go on. I was like, Connor O'Brien is... Uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. and Maurice. Maurice is doing what? Getting pregnant. And then, well... Am I wrong? I think you are. I have no idea. They just had a baby. Oh. Well, then she's not getting pregnant. She just had a baby. Okay, she's popping out babies. Oh, my God. She's a baby factory right and so now. And Yossi Jr. isn't really doing much, I think. No, he retired from wrestling. Okay. And uh, Connor was released. Yeah, he was. But wait, we're, both of them were released, right? Connor and Victor? Yeah. Then we had Brian Saxton with Dolph Ziggler and Vicky Guerrero. Um, Brian Saxton is the current voice for Monday Night Raw. 
and currently NXT because we're in quarantine. And Dolph Ziggler still with WWE getting jobbed out. And Vicky Guerrero does her own thing. Vicky Guerrero is does her podcast, and then she is blacklisted from WWE now. Yep. Uh, Derek Bateman was paired with Daniel Bryan, which I didn't realize this. So Derek Bateman is EC3. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I knew the way that name sounded familiar. Yeah. So Derek Bateman left WWE, made a big name for himself in TNA as EC3. Ethan Carter the third. Came back to WWE, did fantastic in NXT, got put up to the main roster. Got put up he to had the a main really short run in NXT though. He did. But when he got put up to the main roster, he got sacrificed to the fans because they were trying to put they were trying to have uh, Dean Ambrose put him over and the fans realized that Dean Ambrose was leaving. Oh yeah, this is yeah, this is like maybe like when they had announced that he was gonna be leaving or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they put they, they pretty much set him up for failure, even if yep. they didn't mean to. Yep. So then after that he got he just he was part of the mass release of last week. What did they say that EC three stood for in WWE? It was like I forgot what because it, it wasn't obviously it wasn't Ethan Carter, but it was something else. No, it was something else. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but I'm surprised they didn't try to put him back as Derek Beatman. Seriously, yeah. Because if they brought back McIntyre, like they didn't just call him Galloway, like they brought back McIntyre. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't do that. Uh, so brothers Clay was a runner-up for this season, and he was paired with Alberto Del Rio and Ricardo Rodriguez. Ricardo Rodriguez is retired currently, and Alberto Del Rio is screaming. Trying to get back in WWE again. Brothers Clay currently does shows for Fox News. That was the weirdest thing. I remember I was in the gym, and all of a sudden I see Brodus Clay, and they're like, oh, political correspondent Brodus Clay. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. And I remember the tagline being like, if you want serious political correspondent, I'm like, you're Brodus Clay. You're the <laughs> Funkasaurus. Take anything you're ever going to say seriously. Like, I, like, all I see is him and just think, Funk is on a roll. Yeah. You know, true story. So that's, that theme song was originally intended for uh, Xavier Woods. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, he, that and then like fucking what was it that money song that they always used to play for Money in the Bank was it that was uh, Donald Trump's music? Yeah. Thank God they didn't give that song to freaking Xavier. The, you know it's funny that you mentioned the whole Money in the Bank theme song because they changed the theme song this year. From what to what? From the the Money in the Bank like the old Money in the Bank theme song that used to be Donald Trump's theme. Yeah. To like a new updated version of it. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. And then our winner was Johnny Curtis, whose pro was R Truth. We've already talked about R Truth. Greatest 24 7, 365, 7 Texaco champion. But who is Johnny Curtis? Johnny Curtis is Fun Dong Go. And of course, he made a really big, um, uh, a really big impression by. Having his first WrestleMania match be with and beating Chris Jericho. Yeah. I remember being pissed when I saw that. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but anyways, go on. Um, from that, we moved on to NXT 5 Redemption. 
literally like not even seven days after uh, the last NXT season four. We just keep this going. Keep this going. So Redemption was a little bit different because it basically offered, it brought back the losers. Yeah, brought back some of the losers. Some of the losers and it paired them up with some pros. Mm-hmm. Um, so and this is interesting because two of these people technically won, but they were never eliminated either. Yeah, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that once we get up to them. Yeah. So Jacob Novak was was the uh, the first one eliminated. His tag team, his uh person was JTG. Which I forgot was still in the company at this time. So did I. That's uh, post-crime time. Yeah, and what's he doing? He's still doing... Uh, him and Jasper are still doing the crime time thing in the independence, yeah? Yeah. He looks way had... different. Huh? He looks way different. He almost looks like, looks like DJ Khaled. He does. Uh, then we had Brian Saxon with... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I'm sorry. Real quick. But unlike DJ Khaled, do you think he eats it? Oh, 100%. I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, Byron Saxon with Yoshi Tatsu. Okay. Uh, Lucky Cannon with Tyson Kidd. So Tyson Kidd is currently a producer still with WWE. Yep, retired. Yep. Uh, Connor O'Brien with Vladimir Kozlov, who we talked about in our he's last just, final e- ECW episode. Yeah, he's just That's a stuntman man now. Uh... Then we had Titus O'Neil with Hornswoggle, who just which is goes, weird. You yeah. put like literally the biggest dude with the shortest Hornswoggle. Yeah, the tadpole slash. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess it makes sense. Okay. So, yeah, Hornswoggle's currently on the independent circuits. He does a lot of stuff he's, with. Uh, he's just Swoggle now, right? Yeah, Swoggle. He's just yeah. Swoggle. Does a lot of stuff with Zack Ryder on his, on his action figure channel. I think if you've seen him more recently, it was during I think, I know I think it was Apocalypto. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been on uh, I think BTE a couple times. And then we had a. Uh, oh, sorry, we had Darren Young with Chavo Guerrero slash then- JTG. Yeah, he had Chavo Guerrero, and then for some reason he had JTG as his pro on week 25. I think this is when Chavo Guerrero was leaving WWE. More than likely. And then uh, you had Derek Bateman with Daniel Bryan again. Yes, and then wait on real quick. Chavo is, was with uh, Lucha Underground, and right now, I mean, he's not he's not in WWE. Mm-hmm. Most, I mean, he he was on the Dark. Uh, it was a dark side of the uh, the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, he's with Nacion Nacion Lucha Libre. Nacion Lucha Libre. Yeah, and I remember he was with Impact for like a year, but yeah, that's what he's doing right now. Says so 2019, the present. So. Now you said there was an interesting thing about the. Uh... So if we, so if, so uh, Conor O'Brien, Lucky Cannon, Byron Saxon, and Jacob Novak were all eliminated, mm-hmm. but Darren Young and Titus O'Neil were moved to SmackDown. Correct. So I think this is so. This was obviously the beginning of the primetime players. Yes. Correct. And then Derek Bateman, I guess, won. Derek Bateman won. Correct. I mean, it doesn't say never. It just says never eliminated. Never eliminated. Well, yeah, it doesn't necessarily say winner. It just says never eliminated. <laughs> Look, NXT was uh, it's a weird show when it first started out. 
So that was the first five seasons, and then there was a lost season. Yes. So the lost season. And it never aired. Did they record stuff, or did it just like they just change direction? They just changed direction. So at this point, at this point, it's when Triple H took over. But if we, the sixth season would have featured Xavier Woods, Seth Rollins, Leo Kruger, Hunico, Jinder Mahal, Damian Sandow, Bo Dallas, and Biggie Langston. Which this is all a, this is a really good list of names and a list of yeah. like really talented people, and the majority of these people are still with the company. Run down those names real quick and what they're doing, because I'll be right back. So Biggie Langston and Xavier Woods both are obviously part of the New Day on SmackDown, and they are uh, just recently won the Tag Team Championships on SmackDown. Xavier Woods is off still with a injury, and they believe he might be. People might believe, or people are starting to believe that he might be the hacker, because it's fucking Xavier Woods, and that makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Bo Dallas, as we said earlier, is with the B Team with uh, Kurt, uh, Curtis Axel. Uh, Damian Sandow is actually out of the WWE, um, and last I remember, he was with um, Impact. I think he's still with Impact, and he's in the NWA. In 2009, he would have returned to the ring later debuting for NWA in September of that year. Um, Jinder Mahal was a former WWE champion. Uh, he's still on SmackDown, or was he part? I think he was part of the. No, he wasn't. Did he get released? He's currently inactive due to a knee injury. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I remember reading a, um, a rumor about that. So he's doing that. Leo Kruger was Adam Rose at some point, and he got released, what, back in like 2016, 2015? 2015. 2015. Uh, Seth Rollins, obviously, is a former uh, WWE World Heavyweight Champion, former Universal Champion. He's uh, currently going after the Universal Champion again against Drew McIntyre. Can we also talk about how Leo Kruger got fucking jacked? I haven't seen a picture of him recently. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, just look that up real fucking quickly. So, yeah, Seth Rollins currently in the title hunt uh, for for the WWE Championship. Also runs the Monday Night Messiah. Was also part of the Shield. Holy shit, what the fuck? He's jacked. He doesn't look like the same person at all. No. Like, he almost looks like Rick Steiner. He does kind of look like Rick Steiner a little bit. Jesus Christ. Huh. Okay, sure. Like wow. He got super jacked. Yeah, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the last person was Huniko, who is Singata, or who was sure. Singata, and is now in AAA. Yep. And who so doesn't care about copyright? No, he does not care about copyright reasons at all. Neither do we. I mean, do we? I mean, no, we never do. Okay, sure. I'm loving it. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Come at us, McDonald's. I don't want any McFlurry sauce all over my face, neck, and chest. You can take it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the last season would have featured all those guys, but Big Daddy Triple H took over NXT from this point. Which, thank God. Thank fucking Did you see, um, did you see that him on backstage today? Or was it today or yesterday or whatever? No, I did not. Or was it backstage or it was, I think it was the bump or whatever. They did like a video call 
and like he obviously like you know looks different because he's been in quarantine or whatever yeah or he's been doing something but he cha- he doesn't need his beard uh-huh. and he really looked like mick foley really he looked like mick, how mick foley looks now with like that kind of like not longish but like medium-sized beard does he still he looks, bald kind of he looks scraggly he's got a lot of that salt and pepper still more salt than pepper but he's got it hmm interesting interest interest interesting so that was our nice little retrospect of nxt where are they now um since we still are in the month of april in the next couple days maybe within the next week or so we are going to do a rewatch of uh of classic 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 just mwah, movie called Ready to Rumble. I still can't believe you're making me do this. Huh? I still can't believe you're making me do this. Do you, do you enjoy watching the AEW shows? Yes. <laughs> but the fact is, I, I gotta find. I have to find a way to watch it without paying two ninety nine. Uh, I think it's on HBO. Okay, I don't have HBO right now. Or actually, no, they're giving it to for free for people, right? Uh, kind of, sort of. Um, it might be one of those movies that I could watch. Then I'll check in a bit. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Warner Brothers Media still owns the rights to it, so I'm pretty sure they have it on all their platforms. I'm surprised they're not ready to give it up. Yeah, no, they're not going to give that up. I'm surprised they didn't give that to WWE to to watch. So we are going to do a deep dive breakdown. I'm going to have I I've already watched it, so I already have my notes ready for this. Um, and it's, I'm just waiting for Matthew to watch it. And yeah, it's not on here. Yeah. It's not on there? It's not on HBO. Hmm. That's fine. I'll buy it. Uh, I'll, I'll buy it for you. It's a business expense. I mean, if I have to, if I have to buy it, it's fine. I just, I don't want to. <laughs> it's only $3. That's not bad. Yeah, but still, that's three dollars to watch Radio the Rumble. Wait, maybe it's on Showtime. That's the, probably the channel I'm thinking it's on. I'll figure it out. Don't worry. All right. But anyways, all right. Uh, that's it for the night. Anyways, you could find us on Twitter. Me personally at e l d o n b r u j o. Also, <laughs> that's the same as my Instagram. And you could also oh. follow us on Twitter at t n d w podcast. That's t n. D-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, yes. With that, where can they find you? Fury, not Fury, N-I, F-U-R-Y-N-I. At Twitter and, I guess, Instagram, if you want to follow me there. Yeah, so Fury and I at Twitter and Instagram. Love you. I can't see you through Bob's Burgers. Good. <laughs> you don't deserve my face now. <laughs> All right. You guys have a great week or day or two. I don't know. We'll never know how we do our next episode. I have, we have a lot of free time. I mean, don't die. <laughs> Unless Matthew dies on me first. Which, in, what, in which case, I hope I'm, a, I'm on your uh, insurance policy. No, you're not. You're, you're, <laughs> nothing. you're the first on my haunting list. Have a week, you guys.